Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Esther, and I'll be your host. Today, we'll be looking at Proverbs 11, verse 1, and chapter 20, verse 10 and 17. The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. Deferring weights and deferring measures, the Lord detests them both. Food gained by fraud tastes sweet, but one ends up with a mouthful of gravel. There are two fundamental human desires, God-given human desires that are given, but also meant to be met by God. And if they're not met by God, we actually look to other things for that to be met. And those are often called idols. Now, what are those two fundamental desires? One, it is significance. And two, it is security. We all long for significance and security because it promises longing, belonging, um, value and purpose and safety. And sometimes significance and security promises certain invitations to rooms and communities and seats at the table. And the scriptures talk about today in our today's reading that we can often find our significance and security in money. The Kellers talk about how money has a power to corrupt our integrity. And that means we're using money and the power of money, the influence of money in order to find significance and security. And when money and the amount of money that we have isn't sufficient, we'll often use dishonest gain in order to gain the significance and security that we long for. Now, the Kellers say that money has the power to corrupt integrity, but I would go as far to say that the love of money has a power to corrupt integrity because the danger isn't necessarily that you have a lot of money, but if money has you. The Kellers say, don't be naive about its power. You see idols or the love of money or reaching a certain amount of money will always overpromise yet underdeliver, giving us an illusion of significance and security, yet never truly giving that. When I was young, um, I would often sit in my grandparents' room watching TV, and my grandpa would have a stack of quarters on his desk. And little by little, I would take those quarters because at school, a cookie will be 25 cents. Now, uh, my parents were kind enough to make sure to give me quarters, but I wanted more. I felt like having more quarters meant that I had could buy more cookies if I wanted to, or it would promise that I was set for the next week or the week after that. And it gave me an illusion that uh, abundance and control would allow me to uh, feel secure and also maybe even significant because I was able to share it with other people or brag. But I didn't really realize the consequence of losing the trust. And you probably know what happened. I got caught and I got disciplined and I broke trust and I had to earn it all over again. And um, the Kellers go on to say that dishonest scale refers to dishonest business practices or dishonest lifestyles. 
And an example of that is clearly found in scripture in Acts chapter 5 with the story of Ananias and Sapphira. For those of you who don't know this story, Ananias is the husband and Sapphira is the wife. And uh, during that time, many believers were selling their property and giving that money to the poor and sharing their goods with their neighbors because there were many in Jerusalem that were in need. And so they would sell their own possessions and consider their neighbors as themselves and and would do that. However, in Acts chapter 5 verse 2 it says this, with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, Ananias sold his property and took some of the portion for himself with his wife knowing and uh, brought it to the apostles' feet. And Peter goes on to say, Ananias, why have why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. And what happens in the story is that Ananias takes his last breath and he dies. His wife comes in three hours later, says the same lie, and she ends up dying because they lied to the Holy Spirit. This is how weighty dishonest scales and dishonest giving is before God. Now, do you see how Ananias and Sapphira, though their actions were different, Ananias being the one who would withhold it, and Sapphira not being the one who did that, but knowing that they both deserve death. And it shows the seriousness of how God sees us withholding things from him, and most importantly, lying to him. And we see in Malachi chapter 3, that God rebukes his people for robbing him. Verse eight, it says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And God says, in tithe and offering, you are under curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring forth, see, God is kind and he gives them a solution. Bring forth the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Now, I remember I heard a story about a husband who came to his wife and said, hey, I know we're supposed to tithe. I know we're supposed to give offering, but what if we withheld a certain percentage from the church or from God? And the wife looked at him and said, are you going to rob God? It's as serious as that. And I actually think that as we see in scripture, that being dishonest before God, we actually rob God, but we actually also rob ourselves from God's blessings. Because in Malachi, God also says this, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field will not drop their fruit before it is ripe says the Lord Almighty, then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. When we try to so hard to provide for ourselves, we never truly experience God as provider and miracle worker. And so may we not compromise integrity before God for false promises of significance and security. And may we pray the same prayer that the Kellers prayed at the end. God, protect me against small compromises, whether it's with taxes or offering or being generous. And will you slow our hearts from hardening that money can bring? Now, remember, it is not money 
that is dangerous, but it is the love of money. It's not a problem to have a lot of money, but it is dangerous for money to have us because it causes us and tempts us to be dishonest before God. So let us pray. Lord, I pray, God, that if there is any dishonesty in our hearts and if we have been robbing you or your people, we repent. And God, I pray that as we turn our ways, that we choose to live a life of generosity. We choose to live a life of stewardship of our money rather than ownership of our money. I pray that we would experience you as provider. We would experience you as miracle worker in our lives, that we will be clean in our view of you, in our relationship with you, that we will be full of integrity because we withhold nothing from you, not even money, not anything else. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.